Welcome to Campaign Conversations with Rajon Lewis. Rajon Lewis is a husband, a father, a veteran, and a community leader. He is running for South Carolina House of Representatives in District 97. Join Rajon on the campaign trail. Rajon believes in the power of us. He believes that the people of District 97 need a champion who is willing to listen to the concerns of the people and not assume that he has all the answers. Join Team Rajon today. Follow on all social media platforms at Rajon for SC. Email the campaign today, rajonlewis 4 sc at gmail.com. Go to our website, rajon4sc.com, and make a contribution today. We hope you enjoy the episodes of this podcast and follow us along the campaign trail. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello, hello. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Welcome back. Hello. Um, this is week two of con sorry, campaign conversations with Ray Jean Lewis. Before we get started, I'm gonna ask that you go ahead and share this out with your loved ones, um, people who are interested, um, voters, people who are following campaigns, people who support the work that I do. Um, anybody that you know of who um, is a concerned voter in the state of South Carolina, this could be a good resource for them. Um, we're going to get started in just a, a minute. I'm going to give you guys an opportunity to get in and we're going to get started. Um, thank you so much for joining me today. We are about to get started. Thank you so much for joining me. What's up? What's up? What's up? Who's in here? Say something in the comment section so I'll know who's watching because I can't always tell. Um, but but do that right there. Messenger. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Get rid of my 49ers helmet. Never, Roy. Never, ever, buddy. I am a Niner for life. See, unlike, unlike some people, we don't just like put away our stuff once our team loses. That would be that will be there in a year. That will be there in three weeks. <laughs> um I'm, I'm ready to have a good time today. Um we're gonna have some serious talk, we're gonna have some fun. <clears throat> but uh we're here. So let's 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 get it. Let's go. Let's do it. Hello, friends. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? It's me, Rajon Lewis. Um, I'm so used to saying 
the real talk with Rajan, but that's not the case today. Um, today, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Today, we are in week two of campaign conversations with Rajan Lewis. Um, I'm really excited. Um, just to just to, I'm gonna give you guys a, a few updates um, of where where we are um, with the campaign. Um, but I, for those who don't know, my name is Rajan Lewis. I am your official officially the Democratic candidate. For um, District 97, um, House State House District 97, um, I made my formal announcement on January 6th and on January 7th. As soon as I could, I filed for um, for my candidacy formally. Um, and what I'm doing with these weekly conversations is I am giving you, the voter, um, the, you, the constituent, you, the people of South Carolina, the opportunity to meet me. Um, the opportunity to meet me and to find out what I stand for, who I am, and even ask questions. Um, <clears throat> So with that being said, I want to make sure I put the link for how you can get into the chat in the comment section. Um, I got it right here. Uh, it looks like this. So um, if I don't know how to do that, but I started. So hopefully that starting it does something. Um, I started in both places. I started. So we're both we're live on YouTube and we're live on Facebook, both in the real talk, uh, not real talk, Jesus, in the Rajon for SC House District 97 page, as well as the Rajon Lewis um, page. Now, my understanding is that the link is not is not going to show up in my personal page. So I want to make sure that um, I, I let you all know about that. But if you click the link, um, you can see as as. Uh, shout out to my uh, co-producer slash um, slash uh, team lead for my um, campaign, uh, Jen, 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 Jenny, actually, um, for, for helping um, in the background. But as she said, um, please click the link to hop on the live stream. Um, during these, I also want to ask answer your questions. So if you have any questions about anything that's going on uh, with the campaign, about, you know, any any questions about anything that we're doing, please don't hesitate to uh, click the link, hop in and let's let's talk about your concerns. Let's or even if you just want to share a story about, you know, how you know me or, you know, what you know about me or ask me a question, a, a, another kind of question. I don't mind that either. Um, I would be remiss if I did not <clears throat> start out by just saying thank you again for joining me. It's, it's been a, a we're so far we're, we're really in early into this. Um, the election is on May 17th. It's a special election for District 97. Um, and so we're drumming up support um, just in terms of what we've been able to do up until this point. I'm trying to pull up my act blue. I want you guys to see my act blue. because I want you to know we are out here working. We're doing good things because one big piece of uh, running for office is raising money. Raising money. So if you haven't already, make sure you go to my act blue and donate, donate, donate. Um, here is what it looks like. It looks like this right here. Share my screen. Share screen. Share tab. At blue. So if you go here, you go to my. You can go to my. Um, you can go to my uh, page. www.rayjohn4scresausnforsc.com and go to donate, and it will bring you right here, and you have an opportunity to sign up to donate. And remember, no no amounts too too small, no amounts too large. Um, if you'd like to make a smaller donation, I'll ask that you make it a monthly donation. So if you want to make like a five dollar donation, just make it five dollars monthly to come out um, automatically, and you'll have that. So I'll make sure you have an opportunity to see that. <clears throat> so let's stop sharing and go back. 
All right. So with that being said, let's talk about where we are um, to date. Um, Jenny, can you give me the numbers for how much we've raised so far um, in terms of fundraising? Um, last night, I actually had an opportunity to speak to the people of the Flower Town Precinct, um, Dorchester, uh, uh, Democratic Precinct uh, right up here in Dorchester County. Um, it was a great opportunity to speak to them and get to know uh, some of the people that are here. Um, I gave them sort of my little stump speech. And then we did some question and answer. It was a great opportunity, um, and we also were able to raise a few dollars there. So thank you to um, everybody at the um, Dorchester County Democratic Party for their support up until this time, as well as um, the, the um, as well as the uh, Flower Town Precinct. In addition to that, we were able to we were able to get to, to, um, to speak to the Dorchester County a Democratic Party as a whole um, in a virtual session. Um, which is also amazing. We have received amazing support from the Dorchester County Democratic Party. Um, and I told you I'd give you that number, what we raised so far, and we have a total of, drum, drum roll, $5,500 we've raised so far. That's only since January 7th, all right? January 7th, and today is January the 20th. So in about 13 days, we've raised $5,500. I want to thank you, thank you, thank you for everyone that's donated so far. If you haven't already, please make sure you donate. The most that you can donate to a, an ind individual campaign is $1,000. So if you want to donate, um, you can donate up to $1,000 leading up into my May campaign. Now, mind you, if I have a June, you can donate a thousand there. And if I have the November, then you can donate a thousand there. So for each um, each donation, uh, for each uh, election, you can donate up to a thousand dollars. I'm not pressuring anybody to donate a thousand dollars, but I will tell you that every dollar that you give will be used um ethically and um and reasonably and we're going to make sure that we make whatever we get work um to, to make this happen um we have also had, had a few announcements this week um which are really great um we had an announcement from a uh my minority leader uh todd todd rutherford for those who don't know um if when you think about congress right you think about let's just do the house of representatives you have the majority leader so the majority is the, the party that has the larger amount of people in the um in that, that have been elected in that party. So in the South Carolina, actually South Carolina Senate and House of Representatives, um, it is majority Republican. So the majority leader will be the person who leads the majority um, the Republican Party. I don't remember his name. So God, uh, uh, forgive me for forgetting, forgetting his name. But minority leader, so he's a leader of the Democrats um, at the House level, um, the leader at the at the House level is uh, Representative um, House Leader, uh, Minority House Leader Todd Rutherford. And he formally announced that he's supporting me this week, which has been great. Um, I want to read his. Let me read his comment. Because um, it was really nice what he said. Um, it's just been really cool to people, the things that people have been saying. All right. And I'll share this with you all. And if you haven't seen it, it's on my Facebook page, my both, both my Facebook page, as well as as well as the um, real the Rajon for SC page. So it's right here. It says uh, Minority Leader Todd Rutherford, a, a Democrat from Richland, is endorsing Rajon Lewis for South Carolina House District 97. Rajon Lewis is the type of leader we need in Columbia, Rutherford said. As a former teacher, he's experienced firsthand the shortcomings of our state's education system, and he will work tirelessly to fix it. He has the energy and passion for public service that will benefit people in his community 
and in the, the entire state of South, uh, the entire state in the General Assembly. Um, thank you so much for that, uh, Minority Leader uh, Todd Rutherford. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, I've spoken to him on the phone several times, and every time I've called, he's always been full of wisdom and full of advice. So I'm truly grateful for that. And also today, I got another, um, I got another endorsement from a good friend of mine, and the person who actually endorsed. The person who actually announced me at my announcement, at my my, my introduced me at my formal announcement, uh, Representative Crystal Matthews, and I'll read hers as well. Um, it says, "Uh, U.S. Senate candidate. Uh, she's running for U.S. Senate against Tim Scott. Make sure you are checking her out. Check her out. Uh, Representative Crystal Matthews endorses Rajon Lewis for so South Carolina House. State Representative Crystal Matthews, Democrat out of Berkeley County, is endorsing Rajon Lewis for South Carolina House District 97." Rajan has what it takes, Matthew said. I've seen him put in the work for his community day in and day out for years through his advocacy and activism. A former teacher and veteran, Rajan's voice is needed in the General Assembly to make South Carolina a better place to live and work. I enthusiastically support his campaign to represent District 97 in the House. So that's just a couple of endorsements that we've gotten so far. Um, we should have some more coming in soon. Um, I, I I have some people um, that uh, that... I've already told me that they're definitely going to support, um, and I greatly appreciate it. Judd, you need to click the link and come in. I see you. Um, Judd, come in. Um, <laughs> here's the contact link. Oh, thank you. I see you, Jenny. You working behind the scenes. I'm sorry. Um, but yes, um, Judd, come in. But special thank you to everybody who's endorsed me so far, everybody who's, who's, who's put their name beside mine. I don't take it for granted that you're, you're, you're taking, you know, you're, you're allow, allowing me to 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 sort of I guess I'll say you know borrow from your your um, work and your, your notoriety. So thank you so much for, for letting people to um, to know that you support me. That that means a lot. A lot of people say that they support you and they they won't actually put anything behind you. But we're here for a specific reason today. Now that I got that out the way, I've told you where I've been. I've told you what I've been doing. And now let's talk about the issues that I came to talk about today. One, I wanted to talk about. Governor McMaster's um, last night. Governor McMaster's had the um, state of the state address. And one part of these discussions that I want to have with you is voter education. Right? Um, there are certain things that happen that are designed to inform the voter, that are designed to let us know um, what's going on in government, what's going on in Congress, what's going on in legislature. One thing that is, is very common is the State of the Union address. I see you, Judd. We're going to talk about this. Um, I see you. I'll bring you in. Uh, one thing that's common everybody knows about is the State of the Union address, where um, the President of the United States will come on and he will talk about, he will talk about, okay, uh, sorry, I just got a message. Um, he will talk about what's going on in the country and sort of give the country an update on where we are and what's happening. Um, there's also a state of the state address, which was done by uh, Governor McMaster last night. Um, if you follow political Twitter, uh, political Facebook, you know what it was about. Um, there were several points that were made that I want to make sure that I talk about, I address, um, because there were some things that he said that I definitely agree with and I, and I, and I agree wholeheartedly with. But there was also some, some distinct, distinct um, differences that I have with the governor. But before I do that, I want to bring on uh, Mr. Judd Larkins who's actually running for U.S. Senate. Um, he's, he's right here. Um, he's, 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 I got him in. He's out running. 
uh, further upstate, but I'm excited to have him on. He's he's a um, he's another JGS uh, <laughs> uh, member. I appreciate um, him being on board. Judd, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you great. Thank you so much for joining me, man. How you doing? Oh, perfect. Doing pretty all right, good. All right, all right. And, uh, disclaimer, folks. Folks, I am driving. I am try trying not to look at the screen. Please uh, do not do what I'm doing right now. Be safe. Driving on the road. Running for Congress and running for the second congressional, which is in the Midlands. So, okay. But we're good. Other thank you for letting me join your live stream. This is fun. No problem. Thank you so much for joining me, man. I really appreciate it. Again, um, Judd, I'm, I'm going to put the name tags up for this one so they can see, so, so they can see you. And he's running for the second congressional district, um, like he said, which is in the, in the Midlands. So make sure congressional district two, which is in the Midlands. So if you are in the Columbia area, I know I have several people that 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 follow me and pay attention to what I'm doing that are. Um, that live in that area. So thank you so much to Judd for joining me. Um, so Judd, um, what were your thoughts on, on, so I guess I'll start out with my, my thoughts and then we can sort of have a, have a, a back and forth about it if you'd like. Um, my thoughts originally about government masters um, address state of the state address was one. I think he had a, a unique opportunity, um, especially in a year in this, this first full year past COVID, you know, since, since COVID really got started. You know, the other state of the state address would have been sort of in the midst of it, because if you think about it, people really think about the real start of COVID, like February. So in January of last year, he hadn't had a full year of dealing with COVID. This year, he had a full year of dealing with COVID and an opportunity to set a stage that says, okay, we've been through this together. We've come out of this together. And now we're a stronger state because of it. And these are the reasons that we're stronger. Instead of doing that, and again, correct me if, if, if I'm off, let me know. Um, I'm, I have no problem being checked. Um, he used the beginning of his address to bash President Biden. Um, that, was, that was my take on it. Um, do I think uh, President Biden is above reproach and should not be criticized under any circumstances? No, I would, I would definitely not say that. Um, I, I know that there are certain flaws of the of this current administration that we have to talk about and we have to address have to address but last night was not the time to do what he did so i'll just stop there um and ask judd what were your thoughts on that part i think you're 100 percent correct and that's a great point to make there is our elected officials are not above reproach if they're your party be critical of them. I mean, it is necessary, and that's what makes this country great, is that you have to can criticize your elected officials without risk of being, you know, thrown into a prison camp like we see in other countries. And you're right, as last night was the state of state address. This should be to every South Carolinian, you know, looking back and then looking forward. And what I heard and what others have heard was almost a campaign ad. And I know it's a campaign mm -hmm. year. And it's difficult for a lot of elected officials on both sides to distinguish between the candidate and the elected official. I mean, last night should have been void of all partisanship. And it should have been, you know, factual, on topic, and not used to either uh, belittle 
one side or the other or to further a political agenda. Like you said, we have come a long ways in the new years of COVID. We got a long ways to go, yeah. as is seen by the number of individuals popping positive. I'm a small business owner. We have individuals out daily still testing positive, and we've had to roll with the punches. But we've come a long way, and thankfully, you know, I've had businesses not to survive COVID. I've had businesses come out of COVID. So it's, you know, yes, the economy in South Carolina seems to be doing well looking at metrics. But as I posted earlier on my personal Twitter, metrics can be, you know, it can be misleading if you use them to further a one-sided agenda. Yeah. And as I saw last night, a lot of praise of funds that, quite frankly, one out of nine elected officials at the federal level from the state of South Carolina voted for. And yeah. that one was not of the same a political affiliation as Governor McMaster. And not that that's yeah. terrible, ter- um, you know, I mean, it's not really relevant to that, but it's just one to where, you know, I didn't the state of state, I saw what could have been almost like a campaign speech and a campaign kickoff. And yeah. that's, you know, uh, we all deserve more. And I wish the members of the party would hold them to a higher standard because I'm sure as you would agree, and as I would definitely vouch for, is if we're gracious and if we are fortunate enough to be elected, please check me at the door if I'm turning yes. it into a personal, you know, crusade please you know let uh, let me know if i'm turning this more about me or about party instead of about what needs to be a topic if this was a campaign rally sure uh, you know do your thing but on the state's dime and in front of a bipartisan chamber of you know senate and the state house members it's got to be bigger than that yeah and it's got to yeah. be more on topic but that's my thought i mean uh you know, I didn't catch all of it. I must admit that. I didn't catch all of it, but I caught parts, and I've seen the quotes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I watched. I, I ended up, um, so last night I had to speak at um, the Flower Town Precinct um, for, for their group. And so that that was, while that was going on, I was there. But what I did was this morning I woke up, and I looked it up on um, uh, SCETV. If you haven't seen it yet, you can go on the SCETV website, and they have the full um, video of it. And I watched it um, from beginning to end. And what what I wanted to do was to really give him a chance from beginning to end to hear what he had to say. And, of course, listen to the Democratic response, which was uh, made by uh, freshman uh, Representative Spencer Whitmore, who did a phenomenal job, by the way, of really bringing home the issues with brevity that we needed to be focused on. Um, and one of the main things she said was exactly that. Um, the state of the state address should not be the kickoff to your your campaign. Um, we we should not be uh, actively campaigning during the um during the state of the state. So just a few things that he talked about that bothered me. Um, one, he talked about um the fact that since uh, President Biden took over, that they abandoned working on the wall, um, and that because they stopped working on the wall, there's unprecedented numbers of um what do you say rapists and cartel members coming across the state line, so much so that the South Carolina National Guard had to deploy to stop the um, hordes of uh, criminals coming from Mexico. Now, that language 
is despicable. I wanted to pause there. That language is not acceptable by anybody from any from any walk of life. Because just as much as we know that, of course, with when you have thousands of people crossing a border every day, yes, yeah, some of them will be criminals. Both ways. Yeah. Both ways. So we as Americans can't stand on our high horse and say we're trying to protect our country from rapists and, and murderers and cartel members if we're not going to acknowledge that Mexico might be protect, trying to protect them from some of us too. This is a problem. This is a problem. We, can, we, can, we cannot pigeonhole people into the worst versions of what, of what people think of them as. And, and I'll, I'll use this as an example. And I try not to get too racial on, on, on the campaign trail because I know that can work against me. But I am who I am. And I, and I feel how I feel. You know, we had a period of time in our country not too far, far long ago that people would tell you that you should be afraid of black men because black men just wanted to rape your daughters. And black men just wanted to do certain things. People, Black men were just criminals and thugs and all of these different terrible things. And this was rhetoric that was used to make people afraid of African-Americans. We know the language that they use to talk about African-American women. We know the language that they use to talk about Hispanic women, Hispanic men. We have to, as a country, when that stuff happens, we have to call it out and say no more. We have to say no more. Same thing with our Caucasian brothers and sisters. We got to say no more. We got to say it's time to put away the rhetoric. It's time to put away the name calling. Time to put away reduce people to the to the to the lowest common denominator. As a, as a country. And our elected officials are supposed to be the best representations of the people who 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 live in us. Who, who live in us. And if that's what the best of us can do, then we have a problem. Um, so that was one thing that he said that I disagreed with. Uh, another thing that he that he talked about that I disagreed with was his take on the infrastructure bill. He lauded the fact that we had six hundred million dollars in additional money to put into the, uh, the the state slush fund because of what state did, and we were using that money to make the largest investment in infrastructure, in road work. In, in sewer lines that we have in any previous time. Well, where did that money come from? Oh, I know. President Biden's infrastructure bill. The same guy that he took the whole first half of his speech blaming for everything that's wrong with the country. This isn't a Republican-Democrat thing. This is a facts versus lies. You cannot take credit for all the good and then pass off all the bad. So if you have a problem with the policies of the administration, then you also have to talk about the policy of the administration that benefited you. What say you, Judd? No, hey, I agree. Uh, uh, you know, part of, like you said, excess in state budget here and all across the country was in part due to the bills passed during COVID. And yes, it was some bipartisan of support. There was a lot of hesitancy from McMaster's party 
And now they are, you know, using that rhetoric about inflation. I mean, I see inflation in all of my business. I also know a lot of inflation is dictated on the global level, not by a decision made in Washington right now. And like right. I said, of the infrastructure package, you know, is yes, there, there's a lot of funds from South Carolina. None of McMaster's party voted for it. But guess what? We're still getting those funds. Right. And that's why, you know, like I know this question and I kind of really want to know the answer is out of the nine elected officials representing South Carolina and D.C., was one representative who voted yes, did he ensure mm. the whole state was taken care of? Or did the other eight all make sure stuff was included, but then voted no just for theatrics? Because yeah. if they make sure funds were there and voted no for theatrics, that is a major problem, and that's almost like you're lying to your constituents and you're not being true to yourself. And if I, I can't trust you to tell me the truth, then I can't trust you on matters dealing with national security. Like we got big issues, a big decision to make with Ukraine. And I don't want to stray to that right now because this is about South Carolina and about what you said there. You know, and like I said, so there is, it's okay to applaud the other party if they do something right. I don't know when that was made wrong. Like, why can't I say, Great job, Republicans, for doing this. That was the right move. Even if we yeah. were wrong and we see that now, like, it's almost like we're trying to bind it into right, wrong based on your viewpoint, and the other side can do no good. And if you think that, it's hard to make compromises. And we had to make compromises during the whole history, for better or for worse, a lot of times. But you have to have a little bit of nuance especially here in uh, South Carolina. You know, this day you're going to have to have a lot of nuance as we're seeing with at the state level uh, something which is very important uh, for you is uh, the legalization uh, for medical use of uh, marijuana. Is uh, the bill yeah. everything uh, the Democrats wanted? Absolutely not. Is it everything uh, the Republicans wanted? Absolutely not. Is it perfect? No. Does it enable a tried-and-true medical solution to be available to thousands of South Carolinians? Yes, it does. You know, it ain't perfect. I wish we could, could uh, you know, get rid of all prior uh, convictions for marijuana uh, possession. We're not going to with that bill. Maybe that would yeah. be next step. But, you know, yeah. this is a step in the right direction. We can't let let a perfect be the enemy of the good. Like, this is a yeah. step in the right direction. Yeah. And as a minority party, you have to be willing to take these victories. Don't, you know, mm -hmm. try to hit a home run. Hit a single. Take a check down. You know, yeah. you know like, this is a big bill that everybody wins off of. And I wish we could have more of that at the state level. And I think you would be great for those conversations because you would have them. And a lot of people yeah. on both sides yeah. aren't willing to even have a conversation if they can't get their way. And with that, I am actually at the post office, so I'm going to have to step up this. But, hey, let me know, and I would like to jump on sometimes because I think this is great because we're getting multiple levels yeah. of how, you know, yeah. no, the state house has to interact with D.C., and a lot of times it does not. 
which is why, you know, I'm on here with you because for House District 97, you got a big special election in May. Yeah. That's why myself and my campaign, we are behind you 100%. We're going to make a nice graphic for you, but this is an endorsement of Judd Larkins endorses Ray Lewis, South Carolina House District 97. And I'm going to do work to get you elected, buddy. Yes, sir. And you know I got you, Judd. Rajon Lewis definitely endorses <laughs> Judd Larkins all day. I appreciate you, Judd. I look Judd. forward to seeing you here. <laughs> yes, sir. Have a good one, Judd. Yes, you too. Thank you. All right. So that was Judd Larkins. Like he said, he's running uh, in, in Congressional District 2. Uh, make sure if you're living in the Columbia area that you check him out. Um, he's a great guy. I've had many conversations with him. We're on the same team, and I definitely support what he's doing. Um, we've had some behind-the-scenes conversations, and just from what we've been able to talk about, I've definitely had a great um, feel for, for who he is and what he represents as as a, um, a future legislator. And I I hope 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 that he gets a he gets a win. Um, he's running against um, Joe Wilson. If you don't remember who Joe Wilson is, that was the guy that screamed "You lie" at President Obama during the State of the Union. Yeah. So anyway, back to Governor McMaster, uh, back to Governor McMaster. Um, just a couple other things. Um, Judd touched on the idea of medical, medical marijuana, um, the legalization of it, which I actually agree with. Um, this is one of my platform points. It's not one of my top three, um, if I was to say that I have one. But that is definitely one of the things that I, I think that we need to be looking into as a not only as a, as a, as a state, but as a country. Disclaimer. I've never smoked in my life and I don't ever intend on smoking in my life. It's not something that, that I, you know, endeavor to do, but I do know that the, the use of marijuana and the possession of marijuana has been something that has been used to incarcerate people, especially people of color in mass for a very, very, very long time. And anything that could remove that as a barrier to people, um, people being able to be free, um, definitely needs to take place. I would go a step further and say, if we're going to legalize marijuana, we need to also, if, if not at minimum, reduce the sentences of people who are currently in prison for uh, having marijuana. Um, that needs to at minimum happen, if not completely just let them go because marijuana is no longer illegal. And whatever reason we thought it needed to be illegal, it is no longer illegal. So um, as Judd came on, uh, I just want to open it up again, just let you guys know, if you'd like to come in, please, um, Jenny, please put the link up. Um, come in uh, via this, the uh, StreamYard link. Um, you can ask questions. You can let me know how you feel about the state of the, the, state, of the state address last night, um, just how you feel about what's going on in politics. Um, you can ask me questions about my campaign. Um, another thing that I wanted to mention, I, I sort of alluded to it earlier, but I want to make sure I come back to it, is uh, Governor McMaster's um, statements, uh, statements about uh, the roads. Have we seen the roads in the state of South Carolina? Have we seen the roads in the state of South Carolina? Have you have you driven on the roads in the state of South Carolina? They're not the greatest, are they? They're not the greatest roads in on, on, on the, in the in the country, are they? Why? Because there's been a lack of inf infrastructural uh, support and finance and funding for it all through this time. To me, that's a problem, and we got to ask ourselves who's been who's been in charge of that. Who's been who's been who's been running that? Who's been over these roads? I'll let you research. You can find that out for yourself. It's a conversation we can have later. But just know that we see that. Also, we know, as Judge just stated, 
that of nine South Carolina legislators who had an opportunity to say yes on the infrastructure bill to get these roads taken care of, only one said yes. Only one said yes. So how do you then put the feather in your cap that we're fixing the roads based on our investment? No, it's a federal investment. The, fe the Fed decided to do that. The state didn't decide to do that. The state got the money from the Fed. So this surplus of money that we now have, they said at another point that Governor McMaster made, great point. We have the most money to spend from the federal that we've received in a very long time. So they can make investments. Great. Where'd that come from? Did that come from you, your party, doing what was right for the people of South Carolina and making sure that the money was there to be able to fix our roads? You brought that money in to support education? You brought that money in? No, you didn't. And it's not a Republican or Democrat thing again. It's just pointing out facts. You can't criticize. You can't criticize somebody for their policies and then use their policies to get ahead and laud the benefits of their policies that allow you to have the success that you've had. He lauded the jobs report and about the increase in jobs that have happened from last year to this year. He's also lauded the um, unemployment numbers going down. Huh. Now, I remember during President Trump's presidency when the unemployment rate went down. Who took credit for that? The governor? Or was that the president? So do we believe the governor or do we believe the president is responsible for the rate of unemployment in the state. Hmm. And if you believe that the president is responsible for the rate of unemployment in the state, then why are you taking credit for that? I don't know. Just questions. These are all questions. You know, this is just campaign conversations, right? Campaign conversations. Um, Another thing he talked about was our response to COVID as a state. Now, our state's been a red state, and I'm not talking red in terms of Republican. I mean, in terms of uh, the response to COVID. Um, response to COVID. Cool, bring her in. Um, response to COVID. And how he felt as though we did a great job responding to COVID. Well, how do we have some of the worst numbers in the country if we had a great response to COVID? See, we need people in Colombia who don't mind calling a thing a thing. I didn't consult my party before I came on this call to see how they felt about what I was going to say. And I won't. I'm not going to consult my party. So if you're looking for a Democrat that's going to find out what the rest of the Democrats say about something before commenting on it, you got the wrong guy. Because I look at the issue. I look at the facts. I look at the numbers. See, I'm a lifelong learner. I'm an educator. I'm a veteran. I'm a community leader. In those positions, you don't have the time 
to swing with the wind, to blow with the wind. You don't have the time for it. You have to know what your issues are and know what your people care about and support those things and make sure that those things are happening. And what are those things for the people of District 97? Well, I'm waiting to find out. I want you to go to my website. I want you to go to Rajon, R-E-Z-S-A-U-N, for F-O-R-S-C.com. And I want you to tell me what your top issues are. I want you to go to my website, R-E-Z-S-A-U-N, at the bottom of the screen, F-O-R-S-C.com, and tell me what your issues are that you want to be to hear about in the campaign. Is it broadband? I believe that broadband is something that, that has to be expanded. And I believe this infrastructure bill is, is, is going to touch on that. Again, thanks, President Biden. Appreciate you. Thank you, Congress. Appreciate you. We can talk about who voted for what in Congress. But again, I'm not making this a partisan issue. I'm making this a right and wrong issue. I see we have another candidate that's going to be coming in. Um, we have a Ms. Suzanne La Rochelle, um, who's running for Senate thirty House Senate thirty one Tennessee thirty one. Um, if she can come in, I'd love to have her. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. But broadband. If we get broadband in these rural areas, that creates jobs instantly. That creates jobs instantly. So when you talk about unemployment. How much work has gone to remote in the last year, two years? So if you live in a rural area and have been struggling to find employment, you can easily find a work from home job if you just have steady broadband. One thing I do agree with uh, government master about, he said that broadband is no longer a luxury. It's a requirement. It's something that's, that you have to have. You have to have broadband now. We, we cannot afford to have lackluster internet in these areas. So we got to expand broadband. Healthcare. Coming back to COVID. We've seen what has happened to our hospitals during COVID. Now I want you to imagine that you don't live in the city that you live in with hospitals you know, within 15 to 20 minutes away, worst case scenario. Imagine you live in Roundo. Imagine you live in St. St. George. Imagine you live in Ridgeville. How far are you traveling now to a hospital? A person shouldn't have to travel an hour to be seen by a medical professional. That shouldn't be a thing. But it is. People in Colombia need to be fighting for more health care, more accessible health care. That's something I'm going to fight for. When we're talking about health care, I'm not a believer in Medicaid for all. Got to be honest with you. I'm not. I believe that people should have the opportunity to choose their insurance if they have the means. But I think that everybody should have access to healthcare. I believe everybody should have some form of health insurance where you can go into a hospital and be seen. 
and it not cost you an arm or a leg. I've heard it said in our country, we have what's called sick care. We have what's called sick care. If you get sick, you go to the hospital. Health care should be something you should. Primary care provider. I go in and get my checkups, make sure I'm good. I thank God that I'm a veteran. Once a year, I go into the VA hospital. I get my annual checkup and they make sure that I don't have anything in my body that I don't need in my body. But there are so many people that don't have access to the VA or something like it. There are kids who don't know what a regular checkup is. And let's not talk about dental insurance. We know the costs associated with dental insurance. We know what what kind of <laughs> racket that is. Uh, as a father of five, who all have dental care. I mean, we've there have been times we've been spending hundreds of dollars a month just on dental cleaning. That's not braces. That's not the orthodontist. That's not getting teeth pulled. Just getting our cleanings. Father of five with a wife. That's seven of us. Spending hundreds of dollars to keep our teeth clean. Bare minimum. That's a problem. I'm going to pause right there. I see uh, Miss uh, Suzanne La, La Rochelle is in. She's here, and I'm going to bring her on the screen. Thank you so much for joining me. Hello, how are you? Yes, yes, yes. I am good. I am good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. All right. So please introduce yourself. Thank you so much. My name is Suzanne La Rochelle. I live in Florence, South Carolina, and I am the Democratic candidate for State Senate Seat 31. All right. So, so uh, tell us. So, let them know a little bit about yourself, because just in case they don't know, you know, a whole lot about you. What, what, what made you want to run? Um, and, and you know, what, what are you looking to do when you get into office? Thank you so much. There's several things that made me want to run. I have been a community activist my entire life, almost for at least forty years, and I realized that getting a vote at the table is more important than a microphone on a stage. So I want to I want to join the table. Second, I believe, as Jamie Harrison said a couple weeks ago, that as Democrats, we cannot allow one seat to go unopposed. So yeah. on De on December 11th, after trying to get other Democrats in my community that had name recognition to run and no one was willing, I said, um, I'm doing it. I signed the paper. And I've been a can candidate since December 11th. And let me be clear. Nice. When I say when no one was willing to run is District 31 is pretty gerrymandered. And so, and Hugh Leatherman's had this seat for like over 25 years. He passed away in November. Mm. But I'd like to remind people that Hugh Leatherman was a Democrat. And he changed parties um, because he saw it to be easier to be elected at that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With the Dixie so Crash, my, right? Right. So my platform is I am a clinical social worker and the mental health needs in this state, as McMaster said last night, that we have a mental health crisis. 
And with my master's in clinical social work, my 25 years experience working on these issues, I believe I have the knowledge I can bring to the Senate on how to address these issues. I also believe yeah. that, you know, McMaster last night said, let's have another commission. You know, if we're in crisis, we don't need any more commissions. Oh. There, have been, there have been plenty of studies on how we can improve this system. And I have a plan. You know, I, I, I want to improve that system. Yeah, I love that. You know, the other thing I'm interested in talking about is there, there's a bill right now on open carry without a permit. Mm -hmm. We have a, we have a, my, my constituents are concerned about violence in our community. I do not believe allowing open carry without a permit is going to prevent violence. <laughs> so, and I'm also very concerned about teacher pay. I, I listened to McMaster last night talk about this pay increase. It doesn't make us competitive. It makes us, it may make us competitive with other Southern states, but all of our teachers are leaving the South and going to more competitive states. So if we want South Carolina to improve its abysmal school system, we need to pay competitive salaries, national competitive salaries. Agreed. Agreed. Um, that was an interesting point that he made uh, last night um, that I, I didn't talk about, and I, I should have. Uh, when he talked about the mental health crisis in, uh, in, with our young people, right? He said there's a mental health crisis with our young people, and then he pivoted to, to, to there needed to be a student resource officer in every school. When the actual pivot, as a former educator, is we need to have actual psychologists in schools, not um guidance counselors who are not psychiatrists talking to these kids about their emotional issues a, a guidance counselor's job is to help a child get to where they want to get to in life after school so prepare them for for college prepare them for the workforce prepare, like that's their job a guidance counselor's job is not to talk to you when you have problems and you when i went to school we thought, and honestly, I remember I, it did not hit me. I was a teacher. <laughs> it did not hit me that a guidance counselor's job, primary job, is to help you get to college until I took my daughter to Pinewood Prep. When she was a junior, she, she switched schools. She went from Somerville High to Pinewood Prep. And we walked through the school, and then they took us to the guidance counselor. And so we're sitting down with the guidance counselor, and he starts bringing out these college books. Now, mind you, I have a degree. <laughs> I've, I've graduated high school. He starts pulling out these books. Okay, this is what we're going to do. Um, what's your GPA? Um, have you taken the SAT? What's your SAT score? Um, what's your ACT? Uh, what? And I'm like, hold on. You're the guidance counselor. Aren't you the person that when somebody has problems, they come to? And he said, no, that's not a guidance counselor's job. And it no. wasn't until then that I went back to my school and talked to my guidance counselor and said, hey, what are you supposed to do? And then she showed me what she was supposed to be doing. So when Governor McMaster says there's a mental health crisis, and then he says we need more student resource officers in the school, you don't answer a mental health crisis with police. Nor with a commission that will take another two years to make anything happen. No. When you're in crisis, that's not what you do. And right. we, know what, we know what to do. And one of the things you're saying is absolutely right. Having more psychologists, licensed therapists in school 
would be extremely beneficial. But, you know, I'm also concerned that McMaster is anxious to sign that voucher program. Yes. And that that voucher program is going to take, I think I saw a quote from the League of Women Voters talking about, like, I mean, thousands and thousands of dollars our public school system is going to lose. And what they don't tell you is that voucher is not going to be enough for people that are living at poverty levels to still access the private schools. Yep. And see, and, and, and yes, so that was one one issue again that like his his he had an opportunity last night and I think he fumbled it. I think he had a great opportunity last night to show unity and show where we meet in terms of removing party interests and inserting human interests. He had an opportunity last night to do that. And instead, he made a very partisan speech. So you have to look at the parts that he talked about. That was one part that really made me go, whoa, whoa, whoa. School vouchers? Now, I get, I understand parents have the right to send their kids to any school they want to. I 100%, I don't have any issue with that. But this is my issue. Public funds should go to public schools. Absolutely. Taxpayer dollars should go to public schools. If you want to start a charter school, that's you. Start your charter school, fund your charter school the way you want to, and run it that way. That should not take public funds. If you have a private school, your private school should be funded, like it says, privately. Any more than Ryan's, I don't use Ryan's, Ryan's is a defunct company, but Dollar General, for example, should not be funded with taxpayer dollars. They should not be using taxpayer dollars to set up Dollar General's. You know, even like think this. think about this. I believe if I read the bill uh, directly, parents are actually going to be able to take that money and homeschool. I think you covered your mic. Can you hear me now? Yeah. I'm sorry about that. I believe in that bill. You're going to be able to homeschool, be pay, be paid to homeschool your kids, and. If that's what you choose to do, you can build a classroom onto your home. The other thing, because as a mom with children with special ed, with special ed kids, these charter schools will not be able to address any child with an individual education plan. You're going to have to, you're going to have to like sign that away. Yeah. Because they don't have capabilities. They don't have the same restrictions. And that's the other part of charter schools, right? Charter schools are allowed to operate under a different set of rules than public schools. Absolutely. So when you send your kid to a charter school, they are, they, they're now beholden. They're not beholden to, to certain tests. They're not beholden to certain requirements that public schools are. So you take all the responsibilities that resp- public schools are responsible for that hold them back from being able to be maximally effective and then hold them up as the standard. When they don't even have to prove that they're maximally effective. That's right. That's right. And then yeah. give them the taxpayer dollars. So the public schools can further drop with the same level of expectation. It's a problem. I agree with you. I agree with you. And I also understand that the schools are going to be, like you said, because there's no standards. They're going to be able to teach what they want to teach. They're going to be able to teach their form of history. 
there's a problem with that. There's a major problem with that, which we could get into, but I'm not going to today. <laughs> I'm not well, going to today. I want to pivot because um, I, want, I want you to talk. We talk because we have a very similar um, thread between the two of us, with, with, with both of us running in special elections. Can you talk about you know what it's been like for you to run in a special election? We have a very interesting special election here because my two opponents, they have a primary next Tuesday, um, the 25th. And they both are quite affluent and mm. have contributed $100,000 each to buy their the buy the seat. Oh wow. And, and so it, if you drive around Florence right now, there's not a corner that the billboards aren't bought by my opponents. So we don't know who we're running against yet. We will know next Tuesday. So one Republican that's running is Jay Jordan. Um, and the other guy is a businessman in town. Okay. Uh, and so they're competing. The business guy is saying that the other guy is an old GOP and he's an outsider. And so... We need we need to get an outsider into the party, um, but they also um, they're running on the same issues: Second Amendment, anti-abortion, and business. Mm. And they don't touch they don't touch any of the other issues at all. Can you talk? Can you talk about the role that campaign finances play in elections? You know, it's very interesting because here in Florence last year, I campaigned daily for the first woman black mayor, Mayor Teresa Myers Irvin. Mm -hmm. Her primary opponent had at least $100,000, raised more than $100,000 than she did. Mm -hmm. And so she won on an extremely limited budget. I think we raised maybe $5,000. Wow. But she won and she won because she lived in Florence all her life and had an impeccable history. Mm -hmm. um, but it does take a lot of I've been I, a lot of money. I've been pricing yard signs right now. <laughs> and because of everything has um, prices have gone up. Yard signs are going up. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I've been fundraising nonstop. Um, and it's interesting. It's interesting. People, um, I think everybody has good intentions, but people forget. And so there's, there's a lot of having to follow through with people. Yes. Um, can you tell me any tricks? Uh, for me, I mean, just being honest with you, um, I don't have any tricks 
I, 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 I'd call people that I know um, and I, I, I ask them to support me. Um, and I've been fortunate that they've been willing to support me, even in the minor levels, the smaller levels. Um, what I do ask, um, and maybe this is a trick that other camp, uh, you know, campaigns can use, I guess. Um, I asked that if you, if you want to give, you know, if you can only give five or ten dollars, like sign up to do that monthly. You know, um, that that's something that I ask. Um, and some people have done it. Some people haven't. But the the worst thing that can I could do is, I mean, worst thing can happen if I ask is they say no. Um, right. I've actually been pleasant, pleasantly surprised with a lot of the support that I've been able to get from people. Um, I don't have, you know, a whole lot of money raised, um, probably compared to um, my primary, um, possible primary, not sorry, not primary, I don't have any prim a primary, my uh, possible general um, opponents. But I have, for me, enough to get started um, and enough to, 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 to take care of the things I need to take care of on a basic level. Um, and for me, that's that's enough right now because I know what I plan on doing in the campaign trail. Um, I've also been able to speak to the different uh, Demo uh, Democratic precincts um, up here so far. Um, and I'm, I'm sort of barnstorming those. And when I speak to them, they normally uh, offer some kind of donation or something like that. But I make use of my entire phone book. I, I make I make use of my entire network. My my social media um, uh, friends have been, a, have been doing a great job of, of supporting me. And I thank every single person on here who has who's had an opportunity to donate. If you haven't had an opportunity to donate yet, you can go to my website, which is scrolling down below and donate um, today. Um, Rayjean4sc.com. That's F-O-R-S-C.com. But that's that's really what I've done. And just listen to my team. Um, listening to my team has been has been um, truly, truly um, information, uh, truly information, truly um, amazing um, just to, to have them and to listen to what they have to say. Uh, Ms. Sherman, Ms. Uh, Suzanne, if someone wants to donate to you, how, how do they do that? Suzanne, and that's with a Z, for the number four senate.com. That's my website, and there's donate buttons right there. Suzanne for senate.com. Right. And then you can also find me on Facebook, Suzanne for senate on Facebook. And I welcome everybody to visit my pages and share, share, share. Yes. Check her out. Um, She's in, I believe she said Florence and Darlington counties. Yes. Yes, ma'am. So Florence and Darlington counties, find, you know, meet, if you see her, say hello, tell her you saw her here and that you want to support her on what she's doing. Like she said, she's running against people who are massively probably out, out, out fundraising her mainly because if somebody's willing to put a hundred thousand dollars of their own money into something, it's really hard to out fundraise them. Sorry. That's just, it's, 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 it's rough. It's rough. And, um, here, as it states here, her special election is on March 29th. Um, anything else you want to say, Ms. Suzanne, before, before, before we move on? I appreciate everyone's support. And truly, the most important thing to do is to vote. Yes. So yes. I'm, and I believe here in D31, we have the numbers. And I'm just asking people to trust and go to their precincts on voting day or go vote early. But there's nothing more valuable than that that vote. Uh, if somebody um, wants to, because I know there's cutoffs for um, special elections. What's the cutoff for somebody to register to vote in your, in your um, election? Well, the law says 30 days before. So it must be what, February 26th. 
Okay, so if you're in Florence or Darlington County, make sure you get registered to vote by February 26th so you can vote for Suzanne De La Rochelle. De La Rochelle, Suzanne La Rochelle, I'm sorry. I'm thinking De La Salle, I don't know why. Um, so February <laughs> Thank 26th. You. No Thank problem. You. Thank you for coming on. And, and if you're in the Charleston area, we got to do lunch or something. I would love to. I would love to. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Good luck. Have a good one. Huh? Good luck. Thank you so much. Good luck to you. Bye-bye. All right. All right. So that was Miss Suzanne La Rochelle of, of, of um, she's running in the Florence and Darlington. Uh, so Senate seat 31, which was once held by Hugh uh, Leatherman. If you don't know who Hugh, Hugh Leatherman was, he was a big deal in terms of Congress. Actually, if you drive down uh, I-26 heading towards downtown, um, you actually pass on the um, Hugh, there's a Hugh Leatherman um, overpass or something like that. It's, it's a really big Oh, the port's named after Hugh Leatherman. Hugh Leatherman port, the entire port's named after him. So there you go. Um, I had some more stuff I wanted to get into, but I'm at an hour, so I, I'm going to go ahead and stop um, here. But I want to thank you all so much for watching today. Like I said, I'm going to do these every week. Um, I have different topics. This week, the, the big piece of it was talking about uh, the state of the state address um, in my response to uh, Governor McMaster's. Just overarching, um, one, the rhetoric has got to stop. We got to come together um, in this campaign. I'm, I'm challenging people to think outside of party. I'm challenging everyone to think outside of party, Democrats, Republicans, independents, libertarians, Green Party, Tea Party. Think outside of party and think about the issues that impact you and ask yourself, are the people that I have been voting for fighting for the issue that I care about? And when I say the issues that I care about, I don't mean just two issues. So if you believe in guns and anti-abortion, right? If that's your bag, all right, you don't want any abortions, you don't want any guns. Okay, cool. What else? What else? Are they making you richer? Are they making you smarter? Are they making you healthier? Are they keeping you safer? These are things that we got to ask. If we're poorer than we were, if we're less educated than we were, if we're less healthy than we were, if we're less safe than we were, what are they really getting us? I don't know. With that being said, um, I guess I'll close with just once again, showing you my website. If you haven't been there yet, please go to www.rajonforsc.com. Check it out if you haven't already. And if you haven't already, please donate. If you have already, you can still donate. It's not, not like we cut you off from donating if you've already donated. But this is the site. On the site. Um, oh, I can show you a campaign store. On the site, you'll see um, a little bit about me. This is me and my family, my beautiful wife, my children, um, and the beautiful bridge behind me in North Charleston. Um, why I'm running. How to how to vote. How to register to vote. Absentee voting, voting in person. Finding your um, precinct. Requesting an absentee ballot. Checking your voter registration card to make sure that you actually are registered to vote. Um, things to do on election day. 
and I wanted to show you if you want to join the team, get involved. Right here, you can go right here um, under Get Involved, and it allows you to join the campaign. You can say how you want to join the campaign. We will start phone banking soon, knocking on doors. Um, you can also donate to the campaign. If you'd like to host a fundraiser, I'm actually been getting some calls about some potential fundraisers. If you'd like to host me for a, a fundraiser where people can come in and, and support me. If you want to endorse me, if you're an elected official, a small business owner, a community leader, and you want to endorse me, you can do that. Um, if you want, to, if you're having an event and you'd like for me to come, do have Rajan at your event. I don't charge to come to events. So have me come at your event. I'd love to. Um, and the last thing, last two things. Uh, we started a campaign store. Let me switch screens. We started a campaign store where you, if you want to support me and you want some merch that says that you support me, you can go to, where's that? Let's just go whole window. Sorry. Screen. Yeah, window. Boom. There you go. Um, so you can go to this site right here. It's it's in there. Um, it has shirts, hoodies, t-shirts, hoodies, um, some pretty cool stuff. They have different colors for all of them. Which you can check out. We also have the white logo. My kids saw it and they made me order a bunch of them. So I just spent a bunch of my own money to get hoodies and stuff. So I like hoodies. So if you like hoodies, then go there and get you a hoodie as well. Um, and then lastly, my blog. Um, every time I do one of these, if you miss it, um, I am I have do have not the blog, sorry. The podcast, not the blog. Where's the podcast? Get involved. Podcast. There we go. If you go here in Spotify, I believe in Apple, uh, Anchor, pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts, you can see our campaign conversations live stream. Um, you can see it, check it out, and uh, listen to what I talked about. Um, if you have questions, you can always email me, uh, rajanlewis4sc.com. That's Rajan, R-E-Z-S-A-U-N-L-E-W-I-S-F-O-R-S-C.com. Uh, sorry, at gmail.com. And I will definitely get back to you and respond or maybe even respond via this um, platform here. But thank you all so much for watching this week. I'm trying to get that out of here. Thank you all for watching this week. Um, I'll be back next week um, in the evening, I believe. We'll be doing it. We're going to alternate because we know that some people um, can't really watch at night and some people can't watch during the day. So we're going to alternate from night to evening, night to evening um, so that everybody has an opportunity to check it out. But if there's something that you want me to talk about that you're unsure about, if there's a something that maybe you might be embarrassed that you don't know about the voting process that you want me to cover, uncover, if there's some voter education piece that you want me to talk about, if there's a specific voting platform that you want to, a, a platform, um, a political uh, issue that you want me to discuss how I feel about it, I will gladly do so. There's nothing that's off limits. Um, there's nothing that I, I'm unwilling to talk about because I am an open book. Like I said, um, there's not two people that can say that. So I thank God for the uh, for you guys for watching. Thank you so much for, for spending time with me. Um, God bless you for watching. Uh, make sure if you want to send a check, um, you can send a check to me at, let me take this off of here. If you want to send a check right here, uh, checks can be pay made payable to people to elect Rajon Lewis. 
and should be sent to P.O. Box 1992, Somerville, South Carolina, 294884. Not 83. I need to change that. And then, um, or you can go to my website, Rajan, www.rezsaunforsc.com. With that being said, thank you all so much for watching. I hope to see you next week. God bless you and have a great day. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Campaign Conversations with Ray John Lewis. Please share this podcast with your friends. Ray John is running in South Carolina House of Representatives in District 97. Please follow on social media at Ray John for SC. Email the campaign Rajon Lewis for SC at gmail.com. Visit the website rajonforsc.com and make a donation today. We hope you enjoy these episodes as you follow along the campaign trail. Thank you.